Welcome to the OTP, the official Titans podcast. My name is Mike Heath, joined by Amy Wells. Hello. Who took over the show last week. Sure did. Coach Dave McGinnis and you, wonderful job. Thank you. It was so I wish fun. he would talk more. Well, yeah, it's really hard to get him going. You have we to had bring to it out of him. Really hard work. Just mm-hmm. poke him and poke him. But finally, we got him to string together a sentence. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. Yes. He's much like Marcus Mariota. He just talks and talks and talks. Very, very similar, <laughs> the two of them. Similar conversation style. Jim Wyatt, senior writer, editor, TitansOnline.com is here. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. It must mean that the three of us are back together again. It must mean that it is time for training camp. Doesn't it feel good? Look Get the band yep. back together. It does. Yeah. It does. And five straight practices at 950 that are open to the public July 26th through 30. So that'll be, let me see if I get it right, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yep. Off Tuesday. That's right. Fields look great. We're looking out the window here at the uh, freshly painted fields. With, uh, with the stands and the canopies on top. It's going to be another great uh, training camp with 15 open practices for fans and uh, should be a lot of fun. And uh, I know people have been looking for this all off season. Let's see. Amy has written some things down here. So logistics of camp, nothing new except the clear bag policy will be heavily enforced. What? Tell me, I don't carry a clear bag. What does the clear bag policy mean exactly? The clear bag policy means if you want to bring personal items into training camp, your wallet, your keys, things like that, they have to be in one of those clear NFL bags that you can see through. So we have to be able to see everything. Where do you get everything. those? You can get them at the Titans team store. Okay. That's the best place to get them. Do you have a clear bag? I do have a clear bag. Um, Jim, do you have a clear bag? My wife has a clear bag. Occasionally, she lets me use it. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. When your cargoes are full. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, or, I can keep everything in the cargoes, yeah. Or you can also bring a tiny little wristlet, I guess they're called, something that fits in the palm of your hand. That's also a allowed. What? A wristlet. It's like a tiny wallet with a strap that you can, as long as it fits in the palm of your hand, you can put like your keys and your phone and things in there. Who does that? Me, I have one. Okay. I'll show it to you later. Good to know. (laughs) Jim Wyatt, how many different visors will you have for this training camp? I have several uh, that I can choose from, including a new one that I got today, you know, from uh, the the, gray gray one. one. I got a gray one. It's sweet. Yeah, it's nice. So I've got a gray, I've got a blue. I've got uh, a white one that I have on that actually didn't start off as a Titans visor. It was just a it was just a Nike visor, and then I bought uh, you know a patch that I have I sewed on myself. You sew? Yeah, I do. And uh, uh, so I've got that up and working. Uh, I've got a couple of Dodger visors I'll throw on from time to time, but. Uh, I, the Manny Machado visor. You have the Manny yeah. Machado yeah. Dodgers visor. I, I may start to call it that. Yeah, That's it, nice. It's kind of How did you get started with visors? Uh, I used to be just a regular baseball cap guy for a, you know for a long time, and then uh, you know you take the baseball cap off, and you've got hat head, and, and it's just a mess uh, if you want to transition during the course of the day to going without one. So I started wearing a visor, and it's cooler. Uh, it's a good place to keep your pencils up at the top uh, for easy access, and uh, it just kind of stuck. Not everybody can wear a visor. 
Yeah, and I don't know that I can. Uh, but no, it, but no, it's, yeah, it's I think you, become, I think you do uh, it well. Yeah, but I do enjoy the visor. You kind of got you know, still have the air, uh, get a little breeze hitting the top of your head. I can't wear a visor. I think you could pull it I off. I have a giant pumpkin head, so I can't. <laughs> I think people with giant pumpkin heads look bad with a visor. Just saying. Visor is easier to keep, you know, pencils, sunglasses, reading glasses, uh, keep it all up top. It is much easier to find Jim Wyatt in a crowd. It truly is. Because the visor, obviously, but then the pencils are like a little beacon. Like he's got an antenna. <laughs> we were on an airplane once, didn't know we were on the same flight, and I look up over the crowd and I was like, is that Jim Wyatt up there? <laughs> sure enough, nice. on the same flight going somewhere. All right, so what is, I'll ask both of you this question, and Amy, you can go first. Number one question that you're getting from the public approaching training camp. As you're out and about doing different things, see somebody at the Kroger, see somebody in the airport, whatever. Jim, obviously, you you get a lot of questions via Twitter and, and so on. And, so, and you do too, Amy. It, What's the number one thing you're getting entering training camp? Honestly, the number one question I get, and it's the same every year, what is the autograph schedule and when will it oh, be released? you mean you're getting legitimate, legitimately specifically want to know. training camp questions. I was talking oh, about yeah. football. Oh, gosh. no. Well, that's the number one question that I get probably all year is what is the training camp autograph schedule? Why do they figure you know? I don't know. People think I know things. That is a po- I get that a lot, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a very popular question with fans. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. People get really excited about question. it. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 they st- and things changed obviously in the, with the autograph schedule last year. It used to be that certain guys were designated. Okay, this guy's signing on you know July the twenty fifth. This guy's signing on the twenty sixth. These guys are signing on the twenty seventh. People want to plan their visit based on who's signing that day. Things have changed. Uh, started changing last year where their team is not going to make the names available in advance, uh, but. You're going to have a bigger number of players signing each day. You know, 12, 15 guys each day are going to sign, right? And uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's if, if you're looking to get Derrick Henry the day he signs, it's going to be tougher to pin down that exact day. But if you're looking to get a lot of autographs, you can come out here and get a bunch of guys uh, uh, on any day of the week. But from a football standpoint, I can answer that question as well. Go. Everybody has been asking me, what we expect to see out of Kevin Dodd. That's what I'm getting the most. Really? Tons. Have you gotten that, Jim? I get that. Uh, I also get a lot of frustration with Kevin Dodd uh, from the fan base, uh, and he's gonna—he's the only one that can kind of change that conversation uh, based on what he does on the field. He's—he has obviously was absent during a good part of this off season. Uh, I, I feel like this coaching staff, this front office has done a lot for him to try to help him in his career, and I think now people want to see him do something uh, for himself. So well, he's got to go. He, I, I yeah. mean, there has got to be a sense of urgency uh, because of what they're emphasizing to this entire football team. He can't lag behind that in any way. I mean, it, it's got to happen fast. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is look, look at that position now. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, you know, not only dealing with Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan, you're dealing with a Harold Landry who is, I'm expecting to come in here and, and be good early. You're dealing with, dealing with an Aaron Wallace who was really good last year before he had the back injury. Kevin Dodd's probably, you know, number five as far as outside linebackers go. And I think he's getting up spending a good chunk of time on the defensive line trying to fit in. Uh, 
to a position group that's also pretty stout. So Very stout. Yeah. But if he made the ball club as the guy who could play, let's just say hypothetically, he's the guy who could play outside linebacker and in the defensive line. He's active every week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he has value. I, I mean, yeah. his opportunity is really unreal. I mean, maybe he becomes a full-time defensive lineman. I don't know. But with the thought in mind that he could be the versatile guy, it, it's exactly why we're talking about David Fluellen making this football team, why you're talking about Luke Stocker making this football team. They are guys who have versatility and give you versatility in the 46. And when he's played, he's done a pretty good job overall. Um, it's just he's got to go. It's now. No question. So I, I, that's a popular, you know, that's definitely a popular one with the fan base. And uh, uh, number two for me is probably areas of what, what's this team's biggest area of strength? What's this team's, what are the question marks heading in? I think strength is a secondary uh, based on Malcolm Butler coming in and joining a Dory Jackson, dealing, joining Logan Ryan, have a couple of guys uh, behind them in Ty Smith and LaShawn Sims who play meaningful snaps. I think the question marks are a young receiving core uh, with a lot of guys, with most of the guys, one year experience uh, aside from Rashard Matthews and the questions around the offensive line. What's happening with Taylor Lewan? When's Jack Hockley coming back? Where, where are things going to shake out there? The number one question that I've been getting is just about Mariota. It's how does Mariota look or how is he going to adapt in this offense or is this a you know a crucial year for Mariota? I mean there's something around Marcus Mariota and that has been number one consistently everywhere I've been the entire offseason. I was in West Tennessee on Friday. I was in southern middle Tennessee today and I mean it's Marcus. What is What is Marcus going to do? I get that. You know, time and time again. The other one I get, too, is what about receiver depth? You know, do we have enough depth at wide receiver? People want to know about that. Well, in that conversation, we have Tajay Sharp coming back, and I feel like that headline has kind of fallen down a little bit. What do you think the expectation is out of Tajay in training camp this season? I mean, I think he... No, I, I, you know, the way I look at the receivers, I, I, Corey Davis and Rashard Matthews, obviously the one and two, and then I look for uh, I look for Tajay Sharp to step in and be a contributor uh, because he did as a rookie. I think he got, you know, certainly at the end of his rookie year, uh, you know, certainly he was dealing with probably some fatigue. Now he's got a year under his belt. I think he's probably eight, ten, eight pounds, ten pounds heavier than he was. He's he's uh, more durable. Uh, he catches the ball, and he's a you know he's a pretty dependable guy when he's out there. So I I, I think the you know I get the sense of fan ba- fan base is realizing this guy could be uh, you know somebody who is emer- emerges that uh, people have forgotten about a little bit. I think there's high hopes for Taewon Taylor as well. Taewon's the one to me that jumps out as the guy who could along with Corey Davis take the next step because I think we saw Taewon in this offseason. He started slowly. First couple practices, it's like, where does he fit in this offense? And then by the end of it, he really got it. Uh, Taewon put in the work, and that was really impressive to see his his improvement. As far as Tajay Sharp, I'm not sure because he's not going to play special teams. Obviously, Corey Davis is not going to play special teams. Richard Matthews doesn't play special teams. So you've got to have some receivers who who play teams, not just as – 
guys who are returners, but guys who, you know, potentially cover kicks. Yeah. And, you know, that's where a Darius Jennings may have a shot. That's where, you know, a Cersei may have a shot. Some of these other guys may have the opportunity to to make the ball club in that way. I think Tajay's another one that has to establish a role very fast. And if he does, then you're saying, wow, we've, you know, we've got three guys with good size who can, you know, play those outside positions and do a lot of different things in terms of, of giving it the offense. The inside guys, I mean, obviously Taewon is that guy. Darius Jennings could be one of those guys. Campanero could be one of those guys. And and I think too, the other factor that's going to come into play in this is how is the change in the kickoff rule? going to affect who covers kicks and who returns kicks because it's going to be more like covering a punt. There are going to be less big guys, in my opinion, on both sides doing that. And if that's the case, it can't all be defensive backs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, that's where a guy, you know, there have been a couple of guys that are that I think probably are sleepers when it comes to f- making this roster. I think one of them here is Rico Gafford. I mean, mm-hmm. he, 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 because because of his speed, uh, because of his ability to help on special teams. Uh, you know, you mentioned the receivers and the, re- you know, helping on special teams as well. I think Campanero is one to watch. He is strictly a returner, but he, I thought he was really good during the early part of this offseason. BC, I think, can cover. Uh, mm-hmm as well and so that makes him even more you know more of an option for this team well because you're and i don't mean to hog the conversation no. uh but it, it's who's going to be part of the 46 everybody thinks about the 53 but it's like i, I mean tajay sharp you want him to be active on game day you know if he's on the 53 you want him to you don't want to put him down every week so how does he fit into that? And, you know, does somebody else kind of and, – and that may be where a Fluellen, who has a great shot to be up every week if he's on this roster. A great shot. And that helps you because that gives you three running backs, which is a big deal. You know, at this time of the year, I was just thinking about this. We talk about position groups to watch, and position groups are going to have the biggest impact. Do you think that maybe this year more than in other years – Special teams is going to be one of the groups that has the biggest impact on how this roster plays out because you're going to need some of those guys. There's a lot of depth on this roster right Mm -hmm. now, tons. So the guys that you're going to be looking for to fill in some of those final spots are going to be the guys that can do multiple things that have that versatility. And I think special teams might be where that shows up the most. Could be. I think with the change in the kickoff rule and and how you're going to cover it and what we say when we talk about the change in the kickoff rule is the fact that there's no wedge like there was in the past and that the return team has eight men 15 yards deep or, or deeper and that the kickoff team cannot get a running start, which means, in my opinion, you're going to want more fast guys who can get down the field more quickly based on the fact that they're not going to get the 10-yard head start. You know, and so... Do you have less tight ends do that? You know, do you need four tight ends like you've looked at in the past because you've used them so much on special teams? Instead, do you only keep three, and do you keep another defensive back, or do you keep another wide receiver who's primarily that Matthew Slater for the Patriots, making that reference? 
he's technically a wide receiver, but he's really not. Yeah, and, and that's part of it. You kind of get into what I think is the most intriguing part of the, the more one of the, the parts that's the most fun going to camp is start doing the math on numbers. And, you know, I, I look, you know, there, the year not too long ago when, when five tight ends were kept uh, mm-hmm. out of training camp, and uh, now I can't see. You know, I, I think there's a scenario where there's three. I think there's a scenario where both – Widely uh, and Fluellen make it, which would give you four running backs. I'm assu- I, maybe I'm assuming too much, but I'm thinking with Luke Falk on this team, you're probably keeping three quarterbacks unless he fails to to progress like I think everybody hopes he does in camp. So you start doing the math at some of these positions, and you've got to factor in special teams and what guys can do. And uh, uh, it's going to be interesting because receiver. It's t- you know, I, I named off you know Davis, Matthews, Taylor. And uh, Taewon Taylor and Tajay, uh, five could be Campanero. Is there a sixth on there for special teams? Jinx. Probably so, yeah. So um, it's going to be fun to watch some of this stuff develop. Well, and one of the things that's going to impact that is the offensive line. Jack Conklin, his progress, how quickly he returns back to the field. If anything happens with Taylor, that's going to impact it. What do you guys see this team doing? doing at this point we have well jim's brought it up and and i think he's he's put it well the left guard thing is going to be something to watch in this training camp i mean spain uh is is a guy that you know has been the starter he will go into camp you figure you know as the first teamer and the likely starter but i think they're going to throw some guys at him and they're going to look at some combinations to battle because they want to they want to be as good as they can possibly be at that interior three. Yeah, what what muddies the waters a little bit is you know in a in a perfect world uh, where you can just return all five stars and Taylor Wan's there day one, Jack Conklin's there day one. You could open up the left guard competition and just say, hey, you know we're going to let Quentin Spain, Kevin Panfield, Xavier Suafilo battle it out. Uh, and and maybe look at some of the guys in other positions because Jack Conklin is now on PUP because you've got some questions about Taylor Wan you're gonna have to shuffle guys so Panfield is gonna have to work at tackle uh, in addition to the guard spot you're gonna have to move some other guys around potentially on uh, because of injuries and availability and that that makes sorting through some of that stuff a little bit more difficult. I'm gonna go into the weeds on one in the offensive line, but Corey Levin is a guy I'm interested to watch in this camp. The second-year man out of Chattanooga, he can snap it. He can play guard. Corey Levin is a football player who they really had some hopes for. They knew that he would basically take a redshirt year in 2017, which is what he did. And now he's bigger. He's stronger. Can he make a move? Can he be one of the eight or even nine? You know, they might, they might start the year with nine. I wouldn't think so. But is, is he a guy that can factor into that? His issue is he's got Wickman, who they picked up last year and, and had on the practice squad. You mentioned Pam Field is another one. Uh, obviously, they have some other depth with Suafilo. And we haven't even talked about Dennis Kelly. I mean, is, is Dennis Kelly a possibility on the inside? You wouldn't think so, because he may have to start at right tackle to begin the year. 
Yeah, Wickman is, is an intriguing guy. I mean, he's been in the league for a couple of years. I think he's really flashed, had some good stretches. He's also been a little bit inconsistent. And But if he can put it together have a good camp, he's got to be a contender. Levin, his problem has been he's got to stay up. I think he's been on the ground uh, too much for you know the liking of some, some people who are grading him. So he's got to prove he can stay uh, in the competition, be physical. Uh, I, I like him. I, mean, I think he's a good athlete and uh, – uh, but you know, somebody asked me in the mailbag recently about Titans need to go out and get more interior linemen or need to get depth at guard. I think they've got great options at, inside. They do. They've created through drafting and through the practice squad and through free agency. I think they've created a really good overall situation. But this kind of ties into why you want to go to training camp. Exactly. I, this is why. I mean, you. There's so much that you can watch that you can't see anywhere else. And the other thing about training camp is not only are there 90 guys out there, it's free. It's, it, I mean, you, you get to go watch an NFL team really form, become what they will be for 2018, and it doesn't cost you anything. Nope. You can just come on out, have a soda, watch this team, grind it out. I mean, it really is the most I guess, intimate look you can get at an NFL team and not pay a dime. There's some people who think it's better than the games. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see an argument for that. Absolutely. And uh, not just the players that you're going to want to watch this training camp because, you know, Mike Vrabel's worth the price of admission, which, again, is free uh, because, he, because he's pretty animated and he doesn't hold back. Pretty animated? Yeah. <laughs> well, compared to Kerry Combs, who uh, – Kerry Combs yeah. would be really animated. Yeah, so so those guys, it's fun to see a new st- – I mean, people are going to be seeing these this coaching staff for the first time. This is a brand-new look at, you know, Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler. Uh, you know, fans have been to training camp can say, yeah, I've been to camp, but they haven't seen the new additions. They haven't seen the draft picks. They haven't seen the new coaching staff. Looking out the window here, I mean, the, it, it's the compared to how it used to be. Uh, this is you know, this is is a great setup with with the bleacher seats, with the canopies. Uh, they they go all the way around the field now. Understanding they use they're going to certainly spread these fields around where fans will have a good, good up close look at them, no matter where you sit. So um, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely if you're a Titans fan, it's 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 a must see. Well, and you can come out here three or four times and never watch the same thing twice. Right. There's that much happening all at the same time. I've been to training camp before and no two days am I watching the same thing. It's always something different. And so as a fan, you can get everything you want for free. In. Well, you're happy as long as there's a fight. As long as there's a fight at least like two or three times. Have you ever met I'm a person good. that pulls for <laughs> fights that much? Okay, training camp fights are really fun. Well, that, not, not if, if you've you're been in involved them. in anything like that before. Well, I but. haven't, but they're excited, they're passionate, they're angry, well, it's I hot. Mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh-huh. I mean, you're hot, you're frustrated, you're sore. You're tired, you you know, and it's yeah. not it's not quite like it used to be in the old two a days. No. Yeah, and I think the odds of us seeing fights this year for probably slim because we <sighs> saw one fight this off season and we saw how Mike Vrabel reacted to it. He kicked the guys off the field immediately and made. Yeah, you it might clear. have to fight the head coach, yeah. which I don't think you'd want to do. So that's not happening. Carl Klug's not here during this training camp. He's a guy that always would stir it up earlier, get on. You the, know what he's doing? Their nerves. He's he's an assistant coach at Page. Page, is that right? Yeah, yep, good out, for him. Out my way he's going to be an assistant coach and 
I can't think of many Titans. There have been several who have been really good, but I can't think of many who would be a better high school football coach than Carl Klug. I agree. He, I mean, golly, the chance to play for Carl Klug, have him teach you all the things that he could do technique-wise and his personality and, oh, perfect. What do you think those kids are going to think when they see that flip, when he breaks out that flip phone for the first time? He'll offer they're, them a flip. That's what he does. They're going to they're going to think that he arrived in a spaceship from yeah. another time. But I, I have a feeling they'll they'll love him. Best of luck to our old friend Carl Klug. And how about by the way, before we go on, how about a big shout out to our man Kevin Dyson getting his doctorate? Awesome. Good for him. He looks like a professional. You know, with his. Uh, uh, with he wears one. I don't even know what the, what you call those hats. He can pull it off. My dad used to wear one of those hats, like Kevin. Those derby hats, yeah. Nineteen uh-huh. thirties so. looks mm-hmm. good. Bow tie. Uh huh. Yes, he pulls it off well. And a sweater vest. Kevin yeah. Dyson is an amazing human being, though, because he he really wanted. While he loved athletics, he really wanted to work with the general student body, and that's why he's done what he's done at Independence and gotten. His uh, his master's got a couple of masters and then and then getting a doctor. Really proud of him, Doctor Dice. Doctor Dice. I like that's it. That's exactly right. All right, back to football. Now Kevin Dyson's doctorate, major headline heading into campus. <laughs> what is the what is the football major headline heading into campus? Have we touched on it? Ooh. Um. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Jim, what do you think? You're a headline writer. You say the major headline going into this camp? Yes. Is, uh, and I think you touched on it. Is Marcus Mariota. That's what yeah. I think, too. And just how yeah. he looks with Matt LaFleur as his offensive coordinator, with, with Pat O'Hare as, a, as his quarterback's coach, with a lot of changes around him. You know, we've seen him this offseason. You, you can only tell so much in non-padded practices. Things change now. Uh, I'm curious whether he's going to have the knee brace on that he has worn. He didn't wear it this offseason. Said he would maybe uh, re evaluate once we got closer to camp and he had knew that he was going to have people around his ankles and around his knees so just um, seeing how he has progressed uh, and how he progresses each day leading up to the season because all eyes obviously on him uh, and he has a lot of changes around him that that certainly make it more of a challenge well and with a new scheme another new scheme side note he has handled all the change that has been thrown at him in his career so gracefully. Mm-hmm. It is really amazing to me just how well he just kind of adapts. He's like a duck. It just rolls right off his he back. He is a duck. It's, well, and he is a duck. <laughs> He's I didn't an even Oregon think duck. about yes. that. Thank you. But I think seeing how he... Embr- I'm here all week. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... I think seeing how he embraces another offensive scheme, how he finds his place in it, how he's able to call those plays and get them out effectively. I know that's something that he was focusing on was just actually verbalizing what it is that needs to happen within a huddle. Seeing what kind of progress he made in these last six weeks in doing that, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think my headline is, could Derrick Henry get any bigger? No. He's massive. That that dude... It's it's like he just continues to muscle up. It's unreal. He's like the monsters on Space Jam. Would you would you tackle him? No. No. I'd get out of the way. I would totally run. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is another uh one to watch. I mean that you talk about questions leading up. You know, when I'm on a you know, when I when I have a conversation with anybody that wants to know about 
fantasy football numbers and what this team is going to look like. They ask you about the receivers. They ask you if John O. Smith's getting, you know, what's his role going to look like with Delaney Walker. But the number one question is what's the division of carries going to look like between Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. That's one to watch. Just uh, we've seen some some hints of it this offseason. You know, we're not going to get a full idea until games start, but uh, that's one to watch as well throughout the offseason. The other headline, too, that comes up is, can Delaney Walker keep doing it? And I think the answer to that is yes. Forget that. My question is, can Wesley Woodyard keep doing it? I think he can. He's looked great He's in year 10. 11, I guess. 11 now? Yeah. Holy smokes. I can't believe him. Mm-hmm. I would have thought, after his first year, I thought, eh, that guy's probably close to done. Maybe he'd get another year. And he's gotten better every year. Yep. Every single year. It's hard to imagine this defense without him now and what a comfort level it gives them to know whomever takes the spot on the inside will get to play next to Wesley Woodyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and, and, and continuing on things to watch. I mean, I think a lot. You know, some people probably assume when Rashawn Evans was picked with the first, you know, first round pick that he's the starter opposite Wesley Woodard, and we'll, we'll have to see if that happens. But Will Compton is not going down without a fight. That's going to be a battle watching camp. I think Jalen Brown probably had as good a, good of an off season as any player on the defensive side of the football. So the inside linebacker core is is solid and. Um, I, I think Compton's is, is not going down without a fight. There's no doubt about that. I just remind everybody, our friend Keith Bullock was not a full-time starter in the NFL until year three. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that if he's not, if Rashawn Evans is not a starter, that doesn't mean he can't help this football right. team. He's still going to be on the fields, and he's going to play on special teams, and he's going to continue to develop. But uh, Compton's got the edge as far as experience goes. He's uh, he's been a sturdy dependable player when he's played you know you may not be able to keep that kid off the field though he just may be too good yeah but i mean either way what a great group of people to learn from absolutely this time of the year he is in one of the best i'd say one of the best position rooms that we have right now my other one is how much will a second year with the titans give jonathan cyprian a chance to improve he was getting better and better down the stretch. You know, he plays the first game, really does a hamstring apparently beautifully, and then what he missed? Five games? Six. Six games. Yep. And so it was just by the end of the year we started to see Sip play like Sip. And now what will he and Byard be like together from the start? Well, that's a position that requires so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of reading off the other guy and anticipating where other people are going to that's be on the point. field. So being able to have spent the off season that those guys have all spent together, working out together and really focusing on developing that chemistry, I think the sky's the limit. And if Sip's fully healthy, woo-hoo, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, he was, I think – Eight, you know, tackle games of eight, eight, nine, ten. I know, and I think uh, maybe a couple, maybe a uh, three eights, but I think five of the last seven games he was way up there as far as tackles go. Made the big hit against Travis Kelsey in the playoff game in Kansas City. Uh, I thought he played really well down the stretch, and uh, if he can stay healthy, that's a good tandem. Most likely artist to hear the most in terms of music on the field, Drake. That's a good one there. ACDC? AC, I, I think uh, 
Let me think of uh, who else we've heard. I'll tell you here. who else I think you're going to hear a Post lot. Post Malone, maybe? Maybe. It's uh, a good one. Maybe uh, Chris Stapleton, too. Oh, yeah. Got a defensive back coach who loves the country music. <laughs> the other one, too, they did a lot of Motown. You might hear a good bit of Stevie Wonder, but I really like the mix that Mike Vrabel liked to have. And he likes music on the field when the offense is practicing. And, and I'm talking about when they're in, in groups, when it's not individual periods, but when they're in team period. He likes to have noise going on. Instead of like fake crowd noise, he's got music blaring as a distraction. And I like his mix. I, I like his assortment. I like his playlist. Shout out to Stretch. That's his job. Is that? Yeah. John? Mm-hmm. John Strecker? Yep. Okay. That's his job. Don't think we'll be hearing Hail to the Victors uh, again. I think that's done. Somebody snuck that in. And, I think uh, we know who snuck that in. Yeah. The one Michigan guy? Yeah, that did the head, the head coach and the uh, secondary coach and others were not amused by that whatsoever. The whole Ohio State Michigan thing. Someone should keep track of that, though. The Music. artist that's played, and yeah, that would be an interesting thing to take bets on. Well, that sounds like a job for you. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> I've got a lot of free time well, during because, camp. <laughs> well, the difference between you. And Jim and me is, you know all of the current artists. That's true. We know some. True. I'm very sad. I can pick out Luke Bryan and Chris Stapleton and a few others. but uh, Jim's got Post Malone on <laughs> Do you have Post Malone? I like a couple of Post Malone uh, songs. Is that right? It's Rockstar, isn't he? Yeah. Party part uh-huh. Like a Rock... No. Not, not Party Like a Rockstar. Um, the other Rockstar song. Yes. I remember because we Shazammed it at the Pro Bowl. You guys uh, both have very diverse music. You get to go to the Pro Bowl. Music. Now you're rubbing that in, well, that you no. both get to go to the Pro Bowl. Sorry, Mike. Maybe someday. <laughs> I'll go to the Pro Bowl and see Drake or whomever. Uh, maybe. Yes. When it goes to Hawaii, I bet is when you'll go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Party Like a Rock Star is Shop Boys, and I say that because it's on my uh, Spotify pet, playlist. It's not the Pet Shop Boys, like West End Girls? This is the Shop oh. Boys, okay. B-O-Y-Z. They're different. They're different. All right. That's from like five. That song's from five years ago. Oh, it's so old. <laughs> well, no, from five I'm just, years ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> this weekend on the, the '80s channel on uh, Sirius XM, they actually played the top forty from the weekend I graduated from high school. <laughs> what well, was number one? Uh... Number one was "Invisible Touch" by Genesis. Can you sing us a few? Uh, no, I cannot. Uh, but what was ironic was number two was Peter Gabriel, who was originally a member of the group. I don't know the answer. Genesis. Oh, uh, that is ironic. And he would knock them out of the number one spot. <laughs> and now a long-distance dedication. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the OTP. We're going to do something a little crazy. We're going to get a little wacky yeah. during training camp. Amy Wells likes this a lot. We're going to do the OTP daily. I love it. And we're going to, and, and we're, I don't think we can call it that because Chuck Todd of Meet the Press Daily would probably be kind of upset. Yeah, that's okay. Shout out to that cool guy, by the way. He will Love know. Chuck Todd. <laughs> He'd never know. He would know. Okay. He's a sports fan. He's a huge sports fan. Oh, that's true. He would find out. That's true. Uh, but we're going to do it on a daily basis. And I think we're going to record it late in the afternoon, which means we'll have it uh, ready to go roughly early in the evening, probably with the idea that we give you a, a bit of a daily update. So we're going to try it and, and see how it goes. And uh, you have, you, the, the fine people, tighten up, Titans Nation, 
have responded well to this podcast, and we're appreciative of that. And, and hopefully we can take it a step further by providing, you know, instead of doing a podcast that doesn't have anything to do with football, what's the most important thing right now? Football. Football. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm so excited. I, I think this is going to be great. I know. We'll play Drake for you. Yes, we will. Yes, absolutely. Love some Drake. Jim White, what can we read right now at TitansOnline.com from you? You're previewing the safeties, was that? Safeties is up right now. Uh, special teams tomorrow wraps up the 10 uh, position previews. Can you go back camp. and look at all of the position previews? You can. Sure can. You've and, done a great job with that. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, it started off with quarterbacks, uh, and we've kind of rolled through the offense, rolled through the defense, now into special teams, and then uh, – it's starting to look like training camp. Tomorrow we got a busy day, uh, a lot of stuff happening off the field. I'll kind of have a questions of, of maybe what fans – kind of a training camp tutorial for what uh, fans can expect when they come out here. We've got availability on Wednesday with a lot of players, you know, with players reporting that day. Mike Vrabel's talking, and then first practice is Thursday. I'm doing camp observations every uh, day throughout camp as well as other things that come up. So – uh, How many words stretch. a day do you write in training camp for just a normal it's training a great camp question. day? Yeah, I need to I need to go back and look. I mean, it's uh, we're not paying you by the word, are we? Because if we are, <laughs> oh, I'm worried about us. We're over the salary cap. A lot, lot to write about, and they, people, you know, fans love the observations, oh, sure and they're, they're going to love the daily OTP too, because that's where you can, uh, you know, if you can't make it out here for a practice, you know, to be able to get practice updates, uh, you know, as you drive home. Pretty good deal. I bet uh, Coach Dave McGinnis might join us for a few of those. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a hard time keeping Coach Mack away from these. I think he's going to – he'll be part of it for sure. Well, the other thing, too, I want to just end with this. If you're thinking about training camp and you have kids and you're thinking about this is the year to take the kids to a game, bring them to training camp first. Oh, that's a great idea. Take it from a dad. That's good dad advice. It's, it, the good dad advice is come out and see how they do. See if they can stay interested. See if they – because, you, I mean, you don't want to go to the game against Jacksonville and have to leave in the first quarter. You know, you don't, you don't want that. Right. Come out here. Check it out. Come to the practice at Centennial uh-huh. at night. Yep. Centennial High School in Franklin. Or at Nissan Stadium. Or at Nissan Stadium the next day. But especially, you know, do, do one of those because I, I think you will find you will get a good gauge as to where your child is and it will make your experience and their experience even better. Well, that is such a great dad public service announcement. Thanks so much. I like it. <laughs> it wasn't on your list. But Full I, service here but at the I went I went ahead and I know it wasn't on your list. but I. I don't have a lot of parenting tips on you, my list. That's good. That's probably good. <laughs> Thank you to Jeff Harding. Thank you, as always, Jim White. Look forward to reading everything you do. Thank you to Amy Wells. Of course. I'm Mike Keith, and this is the OTP.